Welcome back to Suiting Up Varsity, a podcast dedicated to the sound of the band, the smell of popcorn, the feel of an old letter jacket, the sight of teenagers hoisting trophies high above their heads, and most of all, to the great history, fantastic stories, and engaging personalities of Nebraska prep sports. Join us as we look back in time at the great moments from a century plus of Nebraska high school athletics. This week, I decided to do my uh, Christmas buyer's guide for the Nebraska high school sports fan um, and preparing for the f- podcast over the last few years and, and just out of my own personal interest, I, I've read several books uh, that focus on Nebraska high school sports. In fact, there, there were more of them uh, than I thought there would be. Um, and I wanted to talk about a few of them today and uh, maybe uh, give you some things to put on your list for Santa uh, the, that you would like to uh, see under the tree. Uh, the, first, the first book to talk about, of course, is Jerry Mather's Nebraska High School Sports, second edition uh, from 1980. Now, I, I've got to tell you, I've never seen the first edition uh, of that book. Um, I, you know, on the internet, there's a little uh, uh, ghost of it here or there, um, but I almost believe, and, and, and maybe somebody out there can correct me if, if I'm wrong, I almost believe that maybe that was kind of a self-published, maybe typed and, and copied uh, uh, book, uh, the very similar to the second edition, which of course was actually commercially uh, made available, though I think published you know, in a pretty limited format. Uh, there are really quite a few copies out there still available. Uh, it's my understanding that, that most of the high schools in the state uh, bought a copy. Uh, I know that's where I first ran into it was in my high school library. Uh, our public library here in town also has one. You know, I think I think there are a lot of library copies out there, and then there are a lot of copies that are kind of making their way into the used market. Uh, when I check Amazon or eBay, there's usually one or two copies up there. In fact, I uh, I saw one uh, a little cheaper than usual. It was down in the $15 range the other day. So I went ahead and ordered it. It's on its way to me through the magic of the Internet. Uh, and I think I will... Uh, um I think I'll give that away to a listener. Uh, I'm kind of interested uh, of who's out there and, and how many people are out there as I continue to do this podcast. I don't think there are thousands of you. <laughs> I doubt there are hundreds of you, but I think there are a few of you. Uh, I knew when I started this show, I remember telling my wife, I, you know, I think there's some people out there uh, who'd be interested in listening to this once in a while. So um, at the end of the show, I'm going to give my Facebook and Twitter information again, and I'm also going to give my email address. Um, I'd love to hear from you and anybody I hear from this week. I'm going to put in a uh, hat. <laughs> I'll print it out, put it in a hat, and draw a winner of a copy of Jerry Mather's Nebraska High School Sports 2nd Edition. Now, if you already have one and you don't want an extra one, uh, I'd still love to hear from you. And uh, you can just tell me not to put your name in the hat, or maybe you still want it and you can give it as a gift. Uh, you can get a little Christmas shopping done that way. Uh, I think I'll... Uh, maybe uh, save Mather's book for another episode. I'd like to talk about uh, some of the features of the book and how he organized it. And um, remembering, uh, as some of you know, that, that this podcast is kind of my way of dealing with my desire uh, to write the next edition of that book. Uh, I'm very interested in that possibility, but as, as my teaching and coaching career is still in, in high gear here, I, I don't think I have the time to dedicate to it. I also wonder a little bit if the next edition of that book should be a book or if it would be better as kind of a multimedia experience on the internet. 
Um, there's starting to be more video and sound available uh, from Nebraska High School Sports History. It'd be great to have those things connected. Um, so maybe it needs to be some combination of text and audio and, and film. Um, but that's for another day. I guess if you have ideas on that, I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you too. But I'll spend some time with Jerry Mather's book another time. Again, talking about the, the things I really like about it, the few things that, that I think could be done better. Uh, but I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Okay, I want to start with, uh, with three books that, that uh, you may not know about that are totally and completely focused on moments from Nebraska high school sports history. They all kind of come at it from a different angle, uh, and I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm going to start uh, with the newest of the three, a book by uh, Omaha, Omahan Don, John DeChant, um, published this year in 2016. In fact, I, I believe I got my copy in August. Uh, so a pretty new book. It's called Scoreless, Omaha Central. Creighton Prep, and Nebraska's Greatest High School Football Game. It focuses on the uh, football game from the fall of 1960, played between Omaha Creighton Prep and Omaha Central. That's the Omaha Central of Gail Sayers. Uh, the uh, Creighton Prep uh, team that had uh, Don Leahy still coaching, uh, the legend. Um, and, and the book is, is well done. Uh, John DeChant is too young to have remembered that game. He tells a great story uh, in the book because he talks about where he got the idea of talking to a business partner. I know he works uh, in a firm called Legacy, I believe, that is actually writers. They they take personal uh, family and business histories and produce documents, produce books for people. It's kind of interesting business. Um, He's a writer for them, and I think maybe... uh, this came out of a discussion at the Legacy Preservation Company, which is what they're called in Omaha. And uh, the Creighton Prep Alumni Association and the Omaha Central Alumni Associations, I think, got excited when, when uh, they heard he was working on the project. Some of you remember that six years ago in 2010, before uh, Rosenblatt was demolished, the site of this game, that Prep and Central played a throwback game. The only one I really know of in Nebraska high school sports where they actually uh, got throwback jerseys, played the game at Rosenblatt again. Um, and uh, that was a great event to honor that. They had a reunion of a lot of the people back, and I, I'm sure DeChant used that as an opportunity to interview some people. The book is very well interviewed. Uh, it's very balanced. You know, I think one of the things about DeChant's point of view here is he, he doesn't seem to be a prep or a central partisan. He doesn't seem to have a dog in the fight, which, of course, is interesting when you're, when you're talking about the, probably the most famous tie game in Nebraska high school uh, football history. Um, he covers the personalities. He, he, he has some great insights uh, in the coaching staffs of both teams. You know, he obviously talks to some people uh, who, who spent a lot of time with those staffs and uh, gives you some great insight about how they worked. Uh, I think there's some great background on just Omaha Central, uh, which to me is one of our most interesting high schools, our oldest high school, the, the school on the hill. And... Um, you know, their relationship with the rest of Omaha, uh, the sections about Central and Tech, and kind of the relationships between those two schools, uh, right in, you know, what, what to me, of course, is always inner city Omaha, and the different dynamics of those two schools when Tech was still open uh, is a very interesting part of the book. I think you'd like that. Um, the sections on PrEP, you know, PrEP had only recently, I think within 
four or five years, moved from down near the Creighton University campus out to where we all know it now in in West Omaha, or I guess it's probably Central Omaha now, out by 72nd Street still seems like West Omaha to me. Um, there's a lot of background of that too, and then of course there's a great uh, retelling of the history of those two teams as they go through their seasons, their undefeated seasons, heading for the clash, uh, which wasn't the last game. Then they played a couple others after that that it follows through all the way through Greg McBride, ranking them as co-champions. Uh, the chapters on the game are well done. Lots of insights that I hadn't heard before. Uh, I, I recommend uh, DeChant's book uh, to all those who are interested in this podcast. Um, the foreword is by Gail Sayers, of course, of that Central team. Uh, that book is Scoreless, Omaha Central, Creighton Prep, and Nebraska's Greatest High School Football Game by D- John DeChant. The next book, uh, you know, I mentioned that DeChant was, is, is not a partisan, <laughs> you know, not involved with either school, really, though I think he, uh, he became very attached to both in the writing process, you can tell. Uh, but this next book is called Crump, the Nebraska High School Football Coach, Who Was Not What We Wanted, But Just What We Needed, by Bob, Bob Thomas. Uh, Bob Thomas was an All-State end at North Platte High School in 1962. Uh, He went on to a great business career uh, in the automobile industry. He was CEO of Nissan Motors, uh, one of the only Americans to move that high in a Japanese car firm ever. And in his retirement, he decided to go back and write about his high school football coach, George Crump Redding, and how he showed up in North Platte and, uh, and changed Bob Thomas and his friends' lives. Uh, the uh, story of, of, of North Platte, it's very interesting. Thomas tells it from the point of view of, you know, being a part of a class that, that as they were in junior high, thought they were going to have great athletic success, but thought it was going to be uh, on the basketball floor and how they set big goals for themselves to be state champions, and how you know that never quite worked out. Uh, but with the right coach, which is kind of the thesis of the book, uh, when Crump Redding comes to North Platte with the right coach, they could reach those heights. And it follows them through both the 1961 and 1962 seasons. Um, gives some great insight on life in North Platte at the time. Uh, of course, North Platte, uh, great Larry Watsholtz is, uh, um, is playing on that team. He'll go on to success at the University of Nebraska. Uh, and Thomas writes very much an insider story. Um, at times... Probably uh, the dialogue in the book that he tries to recreate from his memory, uh, you know, 50 years later is a little clunky at times, but you get the, the feeling of the town and what he wanted to show you about how these boys came together and how they, you know, gave up their individual wants for, for a group mission. It's really the story of every high school team that succeeds. You know, how they bought into uh, the different metaphors, the different ideas their coach had, and how they sacrificed for that. Um, it is an insider's account, um, and you, you, you feel that perspective sometimes maybe is leaving, leaving you a little short uh, of the full story. 
but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, even though I knew I knew the story would end badly for my alma mater, Hastings, uh, because I knew that the North Platte has to defeat Hastings in the Big Ten championship game uh, in order to win that state championship in a classic game played at the Hastings College Field. Um, that book is Crump, the Nebraska high school football coach who was not what we wanted, but just what we needed by Bob Thomas. It's, it's listed in some places as volume one. Um, I don't know what Mr. Thomas had in mind. I, I do know he died uh, within the last uh, couple years. I actually uh, first heard about that. I was talking to Wayne Weber, the Hastings uh, quarterback in those games, and he mentioned it to me when I said I had read the book. Um, so I was sorry to hear of Mr. Thomas's passing, but I'm glad he left behind this great uh, story of his high school football season and his love for his coach. The third book, um, I think is, is the best of the three, and that's The Rhythm Boys of Omaha Central, High School Basketball and the 68 Racial Divide by Steve Maritz. Uh, Maritz is a 1970 Omaha Central graduate, so he was a sophomore in school during the 1968 basketball season as the Omaha Central team um, roared through uh, Nebraska prep sports behind uh, their all-stater Dwayne Dillard. Um, and how that clashed with American politics in 1968, which, of course, we know as a very explosive year. Uh, He chronicles race relations at Central that year from the inside. He spends a lot of time talking about the dynamics of the Central uh, administration and teachers and their relationships with the students and their relationships with the history, the long history uh, of that high school. Uh, it's just a, it's a great book, uh, not only for the prep sports fan, but I think for the history fan, which I imagine that, that several of you are too. Um, it follows uh, Dillard and Central uh, right up to the eve of the state tournament. Uh, and when George Wallace comes to town and sparks a lot of unrest in the Omaha community, especially uh, the Omaha black community, um, and how Dillard is in a car uh, that contains Molotov cocktails that is pulled over by the police. Um, he is not charged. The, the driver is. The driver goes to prison. Uh, Dillard claims he never knew the, uh, the, uh, the explosives were in the car. He's still suspended for the first game of the state tournament. And remember, in the late 60s, the Class A portion of the tournament um, was to be in Omaha and had been in Omaha the year before. At the last minute, it is switched back to Lincoln. I can only imagine the logistics that went into that. So you also get a discussion of kind of the long history of, uh, of refereeing at the state tournament. And, uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of claims about Lincoln schools getting advantages there. Um, and Central will still win without Dillard in the first round, and he'll play in the semifinal. And then that final uh, against Lincoln Northeast uh, where the Rhythm Boys will be upset. Uh, the book is, is just fantastic. I, I give my highest recommendation to the Rhythm Boys of Omaha Central by Steve Marantz. You know, all the different times I've uh, mentioned the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame and, and recommended it and begged you uh, to get over there and visit, uh, I, I'm not sure I've mentioned this. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Uh, there's no admission at the gate. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, you just you have to catch them at a time they're open. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You know, if you're headed down for state football, this would be a great time to visit. Um, you'll often uh, run into uh, the curators of the hall, and, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they will tell you great stories about the memorabilia. They'll show you around. Uh, both times I've been there, I've heard great stories of not only what's there, but what they're planning, what's coming in the future. And it's just, it's a well-done haul, and, and I know you would enjoy it. I've got, a, I've got just three other books I want to mention. You know, if you were trying to, to complete uh, a set of Nebraska high school sports books, uh, you know, I think these are books you would also want to add. Uh, the First Black Quarterback by Marlon Briscoe, written with Bob Shaler, uh, which was published, I think, in about 2006. Um, the story, of course, of, of Briscoe's journey to be the first black to start as quarterback in the NFL. Um, actually, 2002, as I check my notes, it was written. So this book's been around for a while, but it does spend some time with it, with him in Omaha and talking about the Omaha South community, uh, how he decided uh, to stay at Omaha South and go to school there, what he loved about the community, the struggles of the community, obviously, uh, race relations, um, in the late 50s and early 60s uh, were, were a struggle at times. Uh, he talks about that. He talks about uh, his Omaha South team and their triumphs and their disappointments. And uh, it's just uh, those chapters alone uh, were worth having the book for me. Uh, about a chapter and a half there that really deals with his youth and the influences and, and of growing up in Omaha at that exciting time. And... Uh, and, you know, how that made him who he was. Then, you know, Briscoe's story beyond that uh, into the NFL and then through years of drug addiction and coming out of that um, are, is just a, a great book and, and, and well worth a read. Uh, More Than Winning by Tom Osborne. Many of you probably have that sitting on your shelf, um, but you may not remember, you know, this was published in the aftermath of that uh, 1983 season that ended with the 31 to 30 loss to Miami, where Osborne went for two. Um, and this is really of of all of Osborne's books, the four Osborne books I have, this is the only one close to to an autobiography. And because of that, uh, there are a couple chapters about growing up in Hastings and his time at Hastings High. Um, you know, in typical Coach Osborne fashion, he he spends more time with the things he learns. <laughs> than the things he wins. You know, there's just not a ton of talk about the uh, 53 state baseball championship or the 54 basketball championship. There's much more uh, talk about what he learned early on, sometimes when he wasn't as successful. Uh, but both of those books, biographies of great Nebraska prep players, uh, have good sections not only on their careers beyond high school, but in high school itself. The last book I want to talk about today was probably the most uh, surprising for me to find. Uh, every book I've talked about today uh, is available quite a few places, of course, in your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they could go looking for them. Uh, all of them are on Amazon, where I, I tend to uh, tool around, and that's actually where I came across this. Uh, 50 Years of Thunderbolt Tradition, an Athletic History of Pius X High School, edited by Jim Hansen. Uh, it is a uh, pretty extensive history of uh, Pius Thunderbolt Athletics uh, published in uh, 2006 
at the 50th anniversary of the school, as you know, they had transitioned in 56, 57 from being the Omaha, or excuse me, the Lincoln Cathedral Bluebirds to the Lincoln Pius X Thunderbolts. There's even a little story in here about where the nickname comes from. Lots of great old pictures from annuals and other places. And most of the book is, uh, is narratives by pious athletes. Uh, Jim Hansen obviously uh, contacted and, uh, and uh, solicited these. Uh, I was amazed I found a few in here of, of people I knew that I had no idea were pious graduates that I've known for a while. Uh, and that was interesting. And they just go all the way through uh, from George Easley. 1956 to 1957, all the way to uh, uh, Greg Zreeland, uh 2002 to 2006. Then there's a nice appendix, which includes all the school records. Um, really a, a nice piece of history uh, about Pius High School. And it makes you wish more schools had a document like this. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how Pius uh, w- was able to, to make this work. Because I know, uh, first of all, the work by Mr. Hansen, obviously extensive. Uh, but second of all, um, you know, getting this in print. Though I know there are a lot more options about that lately. And, and you know, I wonder if my podcast audience, uh, you know, I, I kind of imagine you again, looking forward to hear from you to find out who you really are. But uh, I imagine that you're people who are very interested in this. And maybe, you know, you have your school uh, and you have some things collected. Um, another thing I'd like to see done is, is kind of a connection of that, you know, as I look around the internet, you know, I'll see, uh, great work done by different conferences and by different schools of putting history up on the internet. Um, you know, another thing I think could be done in this day and age, if, if you're looking at a, you know, a third edition of the Mather book is to put some of that work together in one place so people can find it. Uh, because I know that history, uh, is a work of love for a lot of people, and it's always nice to be able to share it. I know I've enjoyed sharing the things I've discovered on this podcast and in other places as we've worked on our Hall of Fame here at Hastings. You know, to be able to share those stories and, and those things that I've dug up is always exciting. So if you're working on that, I would just like to encourage you, and uh, I would say to you that 50 Years of Thunderbolt Tradition is a book you might want to get your hands on because it could give you a great model of what you could do in your community or at your school. Until next time, this has been Suiting Up Varsity. Remember that I'm putting all the messages I get this week from listeners into a hat and drawing out for the winner a copy of Jerry Mather's 1980 book, Nebraska High School Sports. So let me hear from you. I'm really interested at who's out there. Remember, you can contact me on Twitter, where my handle is, at SuitUpVarsity, or on Facebook, where at facebook.com slash suitingupvarsity or shoot me an old-fashioned email at g-m-a-y-s that's g-m-a-y-s at hhstigers.com h-h-s for Hastings High School so it's g-m-a-y-s at hhstigers.com put suiting up varsity in the subject line so I don't miss that email thanks for listening to suiting up Uh, this episode was written and produced by me Greg Mays with technical and research assistance from my brother Tate Mays, uh, audio help and encouragement from my friend Chris Shukai. Suiting Up Varsity is the anchor show of the Varsity Sports Network. Copyright 2016.